Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Live from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen I'm your host, Stephen Colbert, and as you can see right there, that means legally we are live after Joe Biden's first official State of the Union address. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it was a roller coaster ride of rip roaring reasonableness. (laughs) Keep in mind, a week ago, this was going to be a totally different speech. But when Ukraine was invaded, the whole world changed. Because right now, There is a dictator who thinks he can violently conquer a sovereign democracy. But Joe Biden beat him in the last election. And... (laughs) (laughs) And now the world is facing another one who's rolling tanks into Ukraine. Many lawmakers attending wore colors of the Ukrainian flag, blue and yellow. It's a show of solidarity not seen since the last Minions movie. (laughs) And Biden got right to the topic on everyone's mind, Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. Yes, he ran into a wall of strength, which is why we must keep Vladimir Putin from acquiring weapons of mass (laughs) Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah! Then, then, the president of the United States called for a symbolic gesture from all those present. Let each of us, if you're able to stand, stand and send an unmistakable signal to the world of Ukraine. Thank 
Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was a moving moment of bipartisan unity, especially considering the last time Congress stood up that fast together, they were the ones fleeing a fascist invasion. <laughs> now, this is over the weekend. Over this weekend... Mm. Mm. Oh! Oh! <laughs> over the weekend, Biden and our allies imposed crippling financial sanctions on Russia, and tonight, Biden added a measure aimed directly at Putin's buddies. The United States... Department of Justice is assembling a dedicated task force to go after the crimes of the Russian oligarchs. We're joining with European allies to find and seize their yachts, their luxury apartments, their private jets. Woo! Now seize Bezos's penis rocket and that stupid cowboy hat! Woo! Oh! Oh! <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And the smackdown did not stop there. Tonight, I'm announcing that we will join our allies in closing off American airspace to all Russian flights, further isolating Russia. Boom! Now Russians will be stuck at their airports eating Cinnaborscht. But I'll tell you, if he really wanted to punish Russia, he'd just divert all their flights to Newark. <laughs> Terminal C. <laughs> Terminal, Terminal C, baby. <laughs> America's not alone in this fight. The EU and Canada have already banned Russian planes from their airspace, and all flights to Russia have even been canceled by the low-cost, Hungary-based airline, Wizz Air. <laughs> That's right, Russia. You can't even take a Wizz. <laughs> and they're Hungary's number one airline. Now, when, when his speech turned to the American economy, he started with the classics. My dad had to leave his home in Scranton, Pennsylvania to find work. Woo! <laughs> Do no malarkey! Do dog-faced pony soldier sniff someone's hair! <laughs> then... It gets very hot very fast. Then... Then Biden started talking about his relief plan, and Chuck Schumer got out a little ahead of his skis. The American Rescue Plan... <laughs> The American Rescue Plan helped working people. Are, are we? Are we? Are we not clapping? Are we? Okay, I'll. Okay, I'll, I'll sit down. Sorry. And left no one behind. There you go. There you go. There you go. I didn't. That was. I saw. I got a little. It's kind of weird. I'm live, but evidently Chuck Schumer's on a seven-second delay. Then, then Biden made a big promise. We're going to provide... <laughs> provide affordable, high-speed Internet for every American, rural, suburban, urban, and tribal communities. Yes, because in America, regardless of who you are or where you live, everyone deserves the fundamental human right to stream pornography. <laughs> then... Then the president highlighted the efforts of American workers. Powered by people I've met, like Jojo Burgess, from generations of union steelworkers in Pittsburgh, who's here tonight. Where are you, Jojo? Jojo, Jojo was a man who thought he was a loner, but he knew it couldn't last. Jojo, Jojo left his home in Tucson, Arizona for some California grass. Get back, get back, Jojo. <laughs> get back to where you once belonged. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come on, no, I'm serious, folks. Get back. Not everyone was focused on the speech. Uh, Kevin McCarthy was there, but busy looking at his phone. <laughs> to be fair, today's wordle was pretty tricky. <laughs> of course, the, the, the minority leader in the House not paying attention looks disrespectful, but keep in mind, he might have been on Amazon shopping for a spine. <laughs> many, many, good guy. You like him. Many of Biden's cabinet were there. We got to see Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg in the balcony. <laughs> just, just kidding. I'm joking. We make jokes. Just joshing, that boy is Joshua Davis, a 13-year-old who has been fighting to help kids with type 1 diabetes. But a seat of the State of the Union wasn't the only reason it was a special day for Joshua. Happy birthday, buddy, by the way. <clears throat> For Joshua and 200,000 other young people with type 1 diabetes, let's cap the cost of insulin at $35 a month. Oh my God, he is so adorable. <laughs> it just. I just want to stab those cheeks. <laughs> and, and this is the truth it's his 13th birthday. The poor kid got stuck with the worst bar mitzvah theme of all time. <laughs> Rampant inflation. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it was really a sweet moment. I mean, there is no one in that room cuter than that kid. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> the president also announced that companies who took advantage of COVID relief were finally going to be held accountable. The Justice Department will soon name a chief prosecutor for pandemic fraud. Hopefully he means financial pandemic fraud and not lying about maybe being exposed so you can get out of going to your cousin's destination wedding. <laughs> Biden touted his COVID response. I've ordered more pills than anyone in the world has. Wow, I didn't know Joe was cast in the next season of Euphoria. <laughs> there you go. Nothing like a live show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Biden finished his speech with the unveiling of his big unity agenda, and the first item stuck out to me. Let's take on mental health. I can't believe he made a direct attack on Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> then... Oh! Oh! <laughs> Biden ended with a rousing salute to America. We're the only nation on earth that has always turned every crisis we faced into an opportunity. The only nation that can be defined by a single word. Stuffed crust. Wait, that's two. Crunchtastic? <laughs> Benefer? <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. President, I interrupted. You were talking about the State of the Union? My report is this. The State of the Union is strong because you, the American people, are strong. <laughs> we are stronger today. We are stronger today than we were a year ago. That's true, but it's a pretty low bar. <laughs> a year ago, we weren't wearing pants and our asses had merged with our couches. <laughs> but all in all, in the end, it was a powerful speech at a moment of global crisis and Biden brought it home with a rousing call to national greatness. This is our moment. 
to meet and overcome the challenges of our time. And we will, as one people, one America, the United States of America. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. Yeah, go get him. Just do it. Smoke him if you got him. Play ball. Get jiggy with it. Gotta catch them all. That'll do, pig. That'll do for Frodo. Coming up, meanwhile. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. John, my friend, happy live show. Happy live show to you, Happy live show. We haven't done a live show. We haven't done a live show with a live audience in over two years, right? In here, in here. We did them upstairs with a live audience. We haven't done it. Thank you all for being here this evening. John, I got right here. Coming up in just a minute, we have Senator Bernie Sanders to give his reaction tonight's State of the Union speech. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Always a privilege. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, if you watch this show, you know I spend most of my time right over there combing through the day's biggest news and selecting for you the finest, most topical Indian rosewood, spruce, and mahogany stories. I then hand shape and combine them with an abalone multi-stripe back inlay and four shifted scalp braces, antique white binding, and a high-performance neck with a hexagon fingerboard, and finally laying a tortoise-patterned pearl pickguard and a compensated bone saddle to craft for you the exquisite Martin D45 dreadnought acoustic guitar that is my nightly monologue. But sometimes, just sometimes, folks, I snap awake in a rusty coffin freezer behind an abandoned Dairy Queen outside of Galveston. Then I nail a two-by-four to a cedar urn I stole from a funeral parlor, string on some brake cables I ripped out of a cop car, and then cut eye holes in a Goodwill bag for a mask, hit a whip it, and terrorize the locals on the Texas chainsaw banjo of news that is my segment. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, baby. It knows all, it sees all. Meanwhile. Peloton owners can now play a video game while they work out. Even more exciting, they can also not do that. (laughs) The new feature is called Lane Break, and it turns your Peloton screen into an interactive video game where riders pedal along a floating virtual track, encountering prompts and challenges along the way. In other words, think Mario Kart meets Peloton. All right, everybody, final push, final push. Look out for the green shells, everybody. Life is going to throw a lot of banana peels your way, so what do we do? Say it with me. Turn fun things into work. Yay! (laughs) Meanwhile, a new prison in Zurich received hundreds of applications for volunteers to live like a prisoner in order to test the new jail before the facility accepts its first inmates. They're trying to make the experience as real as possible. 
but because they're not real prisoners, strip searches upon entry will be optional. <laughs> Might want to watch out for whoever opts into that. <laughs> yes, uh, I'll have the strip search officer uh, with extra cavity. <laughs> Meanwhile, scientists have solved the 30,000-year-old Venus statue mystery, having finally discovered her origins near Lake Garda in northern Italy. If you didn't know it, the Venus of Willendorf is one of the oldest and finest examples of humans discovering new art or technology and immediately using it for porn. <laughs> By the way, and this is true, you'll notice down there, my network made us blur what one assumes are genitals on a 30,000-year-old fertility sculpture. <laughs> That's because it is so important that CBS viewers not be upset by abstract paleolithic nudity after a relaxing evening of murdered sex workers on CSI Vegas. <laughs> Meanwhile... <laughs> Meanwhile, in San Diego, authorities seized nearly $3 million worth of meth in an onion shipment <laughs> in which the meth was shaped into small globes designed to look like onions. <laughs> not sure if your onions at home are meth or not? Here's how to tell. If it makes you cry because of its fumes, it's an onion. If it makes you cry because you sold your daughter's bike to a man with no teeth named Skeeter, <laughs> could be meth. <laughs> Meanwhile, Pepsi is introducing a brand new soda flavor called Nitro Pepsi, a first of its kind nitrogen infused cola that has a creamier and smoother taste compared to traditional carbonated sodas. Or as I will call it, are you sure you don't have Coke? Can you check? Can you... <laughs> Meanwhile... <laughs> Nitro! <laughs> Meanwhile, this footage went viral over the weekend, and keep in mind, everyone is okay. But a tractor-trailer full of mail drove off a Massachusetts turnpike ramp into the Charles River. Again, the driver is fine, which is incredible. Not because he survived the crash, but because he survived being in the Charles River. At this point, it's 90% cigarette butts and Red Sox fan vomit. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Iran, a man was hospitalized after shoving a double-A battery into his penis. Worse, he put it in backwards so his penis wouldn't even start. Up next, Senator Bernie Sanders. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week, we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time, Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest tonight 
is a senator and progressive leader who has spent over 40 years in politics. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Senator Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Thanks for being back. Well, congratulations to be performing in front of human beings. I know. It's much better. It's, I know. It's much better than just shouting down a pipe. Now, uh, Senator, uh, you were invited, of course, as a senator to be at the speech tonight, but uh, you're I here. much prefer to be here. <laughs> this is nicer than... That we're honored, obviously, but this is nicer than hanging out with your colleagues? Yes. Yeah? Yeah? It is. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> State of the Union is always important, obviously. Um, you know, the all, eyes of the nation are always on what the president, whoever it is at that time, is going to say. But it, it feels particularly powerful tonight to see Biden describe in stark terms the fight between freedom and tyranny, the ongoing battle that is not theoretical at this point between democracy and autocracy. What is the significance of tonight's State of the Union, just talk about foreign policy, in the wake of what's happening in Ukraine. Well, it, it cannot be more dramatic. Um, what Putin has done is so outrageous. It is so horrible. It is so cruel uh, that it is unspeakable. And there was a diplomatic solution. We were working on a diplomatic solution, and apparently that's not what he wanted. He wanted to conquer Ukraine, and we're seeing the suffering and the struggle that is going on there. But it brings... I think, uh, to the fore, uh, you know, what politics and, and what everything that we're trying to do is about. And you think back, Stephen, just in the last year of what this country has gone through. I think the president made the point that he made it. Well, let's be clear. This is the most difficult moment uh, in our lifetimes. And if you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. That's how all of America feels right now. You just think about what happened. You know, before Biden even took office, we had an insurrection led by a president who is lying to the American people, trying to undermine American democracy. We're now dealing with the pandemic, which soon will claim a million of our fellow Americans and make so many other people sick. We're dealing with climate change. Scientists tell us we're losing the struggle for a planet to leave to our kids that'll be healthy and hardwell. Uh, we're dealing with an economy uh, where half of our people are living paycheck to pay paycheck. People can't afford uh, this, this dysfunctional healthcare system that we have. And then uh, Putin uh, invades Ukraine. So this is just an extraordinary moment uh, in our history, and we have got to be tough. We can do it. The president is right. Uh, but we have to think this thing through not fall for, you know, simplistic solutions. But if we stand together and have the courage to do the right thing in this incredibly difficult moment in history, we can prevail. No, I understand. I'm going to take... I'm going to take a wild guess that you're not huge fans with, uh, of Russian oligarch billionaires, okay? And the president said they're gonna go after them, the DOJ is gonna go after these people to take away their, their ill-gotten booty right. that they got for uh, buddying up with Putin. Um, I assume you approve of that. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, look. Wh who upsets you more, American oligarchs or Russian oligarchs? 
We can talk about that. I, ho I, I hope we'll we start, do. We can start with the Russian oligarchs. We just put something up on our Twitter uh, page today. It, people don't realize, you know, it's not just that Putin is an autocrat. It's not just that he is a dictator trying to undermine what had been a semblance of democracy in Russia. This guy, we don't know. The truth is nobody really knows. But it is possible that he is the richest guy in the world, maybe worth over $200 billion. He and his oligarchic friends have stolen the property of the Russian people. The distribution of wealth in Russia is unbelievable. They got it all uh, while ordinary Russians are suffering. And apparently probably stole some of the military budget because that is one of the explanations why the military equipment is so terrible over there. <laughs> Seriously, that, that has been, that has been speculated. The uh, Navalny, uh, who you know is this incredibly brave person, I, and I gotta say something which I don't think is getting enough attention. I have so much respect for these incredibly brave people, often young people in Russia, who are out on the streets protesting against what their president is doing. Knowing that it's, it's been called illegal. Oh, that they will be arrested. They we will be arrested. God knows what will happen to them. You have, you know, celebrities who are putting their names in opposition to the war whose careers will be destroyed. So I think the point to be made is the Russian people are not our enemies. It is their autocracy and the crooks and the evil people who run that country. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Senator Bernie Sanders, everybody. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. Senator, let's, let's get to economics. Tonight, uh, President Biden laid out his economic plan. It included... Cutting the cost of prescription drugs, cutting the cost of childcare, making corporations pay their fair share. Is it, is, is it fair to say that Biden was feeling the burn tonight? <laughs> You're an expert. You're an expert on the burn. Well, these are, you know, before he took office, um, we had a task force of people from my campaign and his campaign uh, working together on a set of, set, uh, set of proposals. And much of what he talked about tonight was just that. And here is the most important point. You know, we talk about being a divided nation. In many ways, that's true. But in some ways, Stephen, we are absolutely united. Everybody hates the drug companies. And everybody, <laughs> everybody knows that it is absurd that we, in some cases, pay 10 times more for the same exact drug sold in Canada or in Europe, uh, that one out of four Americans cannot afford the prescription drugs that their doctors prescribe. Meanwhile, the companies make tens of billions in profits uh, and give huge compensation packages to their CEOs. And I want everybody to know this. We are struggling right now to lower the cost of prescription drugs. The drug companies have spent at least $300 million on lobbyists alone. They got 1,500 lobbyists in Washington, D.C. to make sure that we continue paying 
the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs. So when Biden says we got to lower the cost of prescription drugs, that Medicare's got to negotiate prices with the pharmaceutical industry, as the VA now does, the overwhelming majority of the American people support him. The overwhelming majority of the American people understand that it is absurd that families are paying $10,000, $15,000 a year for childcare. We've got to lower the cost of childcare substantially. I believe we ought to expand Medicare to cover dental, hearing, and eyeglasses. Yep, you, you and Joe Biden obviously have different perspectives. Um, if, if you were up there at that podium tonight, what would you say the state of our union is? I would say that we're an anxious country right now. We have gone through so much. Uh, but I think, as he indicated, the strength of our country is always the people. And our history is that when things get tough, we stand up and we fight back. And I think the American people are prepared to do that right now. Biden kept looking to the Republicans while promoting his legislative uh, his agenda. Okay, he could pass uh, much of that agenda with only Democratic support. Should he have been looking at Mansion and Cinema? No, we've looked at them for a long time, <laughs> and and it's the sad truth. And what he didn't get into enough tonight is the power of money in politics. And let's be very clear: we have a corrupt political system. Uh, candidates and, and members of both the Democratic and Republican Party take huge amounts of money from the pharmaceutical industry, from the fossil fuel industry. And unfortunately, we have at least two United States senators who are more interested in getting campaign contributions from the wealthy and the powerful than doing the work of the American people. It's a sad state of affairs. But, you know, it's not just... It's not just mansion and cinema. You've got 50 Republicans... And not one of them is prepared to stand up to the drug companies. Not one of them is prepared to stand up to the fossil fuel industry. Not one of them apparently is prepared to make sure that our children have quality childcare and women can go back to work. So you got 50 Republicans who have got to be held accountable in this coming election. We have to take one more break. We'll be right back with more Bernie Sanders. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wild Card wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR. Biden tonight, in the State of the Union, he praised Kadanji Brown-Jackson. Um, there are, you know, 50 Democratic senators. Kamala Harris is the 51st vote. Do you think she will go through, or will some of the senators go, I don't know, am I really a Democrat? Well, I hope she uh, will go through, and I will do everything I can to make that happen. Uh, I think we need people on the Supreme Court and she is, I think, will be one of those people who understands that we need the law to work for ordinary people and not just powerful corporate interests. So, yeah, I will do. I think uh, Biden made the right pick. I know there's 
a lot of pressure on him to go in other directions. But I think he made the right pick, and I strongly support him. Um, Biden ended the speech tonight. He concluded by saying, as hard as these times have been, I am more optimistic about America today than I have been my whole life. Do you share his optimism? Uh, no. <clears throat> Get that down. But he okay. is... And just Anno, I got the but Anno. He, okay, there you go. That's his personality. He's, he's generally more optimistic than I am. I'm kind of... <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good thing. <laughs> he likes people more than I like people, you know. One of those things. But, uh, but I think, look, uh, this will be the moment uh, that tests us in a way that we have never been tested in our lifetime. The crises are there. They are solvable. And they are solvable if we're prepared to focus on them, not get diverted, not allow people to get us to hate each other because of the color of our skin or where we were born, uh, but to say, you know what, for the sake of our kids and grandchildren, we got to deal with climate. We have to protect American democracy from those who are trying to undermine it, uh, that we have to have an economy that works for all and not just uh, the 1%, and that despite what Putin is doing right near, now, and, and our need to defend Ukraine, of course we have to do that, the goal has got to be that someday there will be peace on this planet rather than people going around killing each other. And, and that's the vision that we've got to have. Well, I would say, you, you say you're not optimistic. You say you're not as optimistic as Joe Biden, but I would say the, the, the hope that there can be a day when there is peace on this planet is an optimistic thing it to is. say. And I will, I'll tell you this, Stephen, you know, and it's been a great, great honor for me to have run for president and go all over this country. And when I stand before thousands of often young people, black and white and Latino and gay and straight and Asian, and you see their willingness to work together to transform this country into a nation of justice, that gives me optimism. That's where what optimism I have comes from. It's from a generation that really wants to change this country. Senator, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Senator Bernie Sanders, everybody. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Late Show Poncho listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com.